This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you? If people send you the same generic conversation starters, they message everyone else. Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And welcome to the Billboard Sharpie Podcast. Gary Trust here in Billboard's New York offices with ABC Radio's manager of entertainment programming. We liked her so much the first time she's back, Andrea Dresdale. Welcome, Andrea. Thanks for having me again. So uh, last time you were here, it was a few months ago. It was the beginning of the summer. And we, uh, we we took some chances. We guessed what the biggest hits of the summer might be. And you even said specifically right at the end, after we talked for about uh, 15, 20 minutes on what they might be, you, you were very smart. You said, uh, I don't want to be held to these in case we're, we're totally wrong. So you, you put in that disclaimer. And that's good because, you know, per, for me personally, I missed it by that much. <laughs> yeah, I, I wasn't that smart. I, I, I put it out there. Um, so we will look back at, uh, at how well we did or, or didn't do. Um, we'll, uh, we'll look at really all the biggest uh, songs of the summer, some songs that maybe should have been bigger, hindsight, uh, or, or at least that we, we think songs, they deserve. Songs we never thought would be as big as they ended up being. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, mentioned some of our favorites of the summer personally. And uh, we'll go into a fall preview because let's let's see if we can uh, get it right this time. Maybe <laughs> if we didn't pick this, the song of the summer, maybe maybe we can pick the song of the fall. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm not that confident. I always but. say there's always next year. I don't know. <laughs> we'll just keep trying till till we get it right. But um, how how was your summer, Kendra? Uh, it was fleeting. It, it seemed to go by very quickly, and yeah. either I was you know working like crazy, or I did have a vacation that was somewhat lengthy, but. As soon as you come back from that, you know, it kind of dissolves into the ether and it's like you never went away. It's good for like two days. Yeah, pretty much. And uh, we'll always have the photos, you know. But uh, <laughs> but no, it was just – it just seemed to be, you know, pretty busy, uh, like periods of a lot of things. At ABC, we do um, a lot of produced music specials. So between the one I did for Memorial Day and the ones I did for Labor Day, took a lot of time. Right. <laughs> And remind everyone, uh, you mentioned it last time, but uh, the work you do at ABC, where, what platforms it, it goes on and, oh, and all that. Okay, so I work for ABC Radio, which we have 1,500 affiliate stations nationwide, and we have a, a bunch more online. Uh, we have a weekly reach of somewhere around 62 million listeners. In addition to our things going out to our affiliates on the radio, we also have a business deal with uh, Slacker Radio. Uh, the internet streaming company, and we provide them with news and entertainment and, and all kinds of things like that in a spoken word channel. 
And we also have a uh, digital news verticals that we do music news for, also hard news, and which is kind of like our bread and butter. And uh, a variety of other outlets uh, we provide information to. ABCnews.com sometimes takes uh, our things. and Okay. Our correspondents sometimes go on ABC TV to comment, so it's sort of like a big synergistic love fest, you know? <laughs> the official term. Right. Um, and I know you, you're fun to follow on Twitter because you're always uh, talking uh, to so many different uh, musicians and you interview a lot of people. So I, I wanted to ask you, I, I, I squeezed in that little vacation, but other than that, it looks like you've been talking to a lot of artists. Uh, this summer, as usual. Yeah, I mean, one of the cool things about my job is that I can speak to artists in a variety of different formats, um, especially if it's something like the MTV Video Music Awards, which I recently did uh, on the red carpet, when I just think of all the people that I talked to just during that time, you know, everybody from Ty Dolla Sign to Tovlo to um, Zara Larson, Nick Jonas, Joe Jonas, G-Eazy, Lance Bass, Nathan Sykes, Chainsmokers, and it's a really great opportunity to kind of catch up with people and see what they've been doing, especially, for example, like the Chainsmokers. Yeah. The last time we talked to them, they were not number one right. on the chart, and when I did, that day they were. Ah. And uh, I think that they said that it was more important for them to be number one on Billboard than it was to actually be nominated for a VMA because it was a big deal for them, and it showed uh, just how well their music was kind of capturing people's imaginations. Yeah, just just right. Just a couple months later, we've gone from uh, Don't Let Me Down was looking like it was going to be one of the biggest hits of the summer to the way uh, Closer has just exploded. I, I'm not sure anyone really could have seen that coming. No, not at all. It was it was very unlikely. I mean, we all know Halsey is big. She sold out Madison Square Garden, but right. putting those two together and, um, and then... Uh, Dea herself has been doing so well I mean not only with Don't Let Me Down and then her recent single uh, and I'm looking forward to that album right. because I think uh, I think she's a, a very talented girl and she's very you know unique in terms of her voice and and uh, in, in talking to the Chainsmokers what are they like? Oh they're just they're just really nice guys that are just sort of blown away by the fact that what they're doing is actually reaching a mass audience because a couple of years ago you might remember they had that kind of novelty hit yeah, selfie right uh, but then when they kind of came back with this string of hits that they had you know roses and don't let me down and now closer it's just they're sort of crossing over to become pop stars right. even though they don't really feel like they're pop stars but you know when you get nominated for a teen choice award you're a pop star. <laughs> yeah, and a lot of a lot of EDM artists too. They sort of come from this mindset where they're just maybe in their bedroom and just making these sounds on their on their laptop, and suddenly the whole world is noticing that. Probably is is something that a lot of those type of artists never did expect. Well, I also think that maybe a couple of years ago, uh, the sound their sound was not as as normal as popular as it is now right. just it, it almost seems like what they're doing now is mainstream when you listen to everything else on the radio so the surprise uh, you know it doesn't really surprise me but i think what they've been very smart in terms of hooking up with different vocalists and so it doesn't always sound like the same group right. and also on uh closer than you've got um the guy actually singing the guy from the chain snokers actually singing with halsey which is a, sort of a big step for them right and I, I always say that uh, Blink-182 should get some some featured mention somewhere because they're in the lyrics. They're, they're at number one on Hot 100. Well, that's the thing that inspired. I mean, when I actually in- interviewed them, they said that they had been listening to Blink-182 and Dashboard Confessional oh, okay. like all the night before. And that's right. what inspired the record. So, And even the same thing with, um, with, with Don't Let Me Down. Um, on the podcast uh, a couple weeks ago, we had Hit Songs Deconstructed. And they were saying part of the reason that that song was so big was because of those alternative sounding guitars. That as much as they're EDM, they're they're pop. There are, there are a lot of different sounds going mm-hmm. on there. Mm-hmm. 
All right, so so they're nice guys too. Oh, very nice, very sweet. Right, who, who else uh, did you really like interviewing? Um, well, I always like. I'm a big fan of James Bay, so it was really great to talk to him when he played our Good Morning America concert series okay. in the park. And uh, I tell you, it was raining, and people had been stood online for you know till three in the morning, four in the morning, just to get in. And he really appreciated that. And we talked about how. Uh, let it go continue two years after it comes right. out it finally becomes a pop hit and he said that surprisingly he's not tired of it and it still has a lot of meaning for him so so that's great he's a great guy uh just recently jason derulo closed our abc summer concert series and yeah. i had a chance to catch up with him um he just recently put out his uh, platinum hits album and i mentioned that he seemed a bit young to be putting out a greatest hits record <laughs> he said he, he didn't really mean to he just start, wanted to put a, all the songs that everybody likes on one record and then he realized that it was the greatest hey, hits hey, I'm gonna grade it. <laughs> I, ha- right. I have greatest hits that's right exactly so uh, so that was fun and then you know I I've, I spoke with uh, Florida Georgia Line about their new album uh, Kelsey Ballerini I always love talking to her she's a delight yeah um, talked to Brad Paisley who else um Oh, Colby Calais, Gavin DeGraw, uh, Magic for their new album, a new artist called Lolo, who I think is really great, uh, Flo Rida, um, Rabel, who I really like his song, Eleven Blocks. Yeah, that song's really starting to break, uh, yeah. pop mm-hmm. and adult. Well, and then it's funny because many people know him because his song, uh, Ten Feet Tall, was taken by Afrojack and turned into like this huge EDM hit. Right. Uh, that's how people first discovered him, but now he's coming out with who he really is, which is sort of like this sensitive singer-songwriter. Right. He's a very interesting guy, and I uh, I believe he's on tour with um, Andy Grammer and Gavin DeGraw now. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm looking for that song to do well. I think it's really good. I think I saw you tweeted. You said you're, you're just happy you know how to pronounce his name now. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> he's, I asked him what his, uh, you know, what the worst pronunciation of his name he ever heard was, and there was a lot of them. <laughs> it starts with a, with a W. Yeah, like that's the, right. The, the, the silent. Rabel, yeah. W. Mm-hmm. Rabel. I think he said maybe War. Horrible was the <laughs> the funniest uh, uh, deconstruction of his name. Yeah, um, Florida Georgia Line are they are they just like in total party mood when you talk to them, or is that more just the image of their music, which has actually changed now on on Holy? Right. It's no, they're very serious about their music. Yeah, yeah they like to have a good time, but they're very serious, and I think that they feel. Um, not like they have something to prove, but I really feel like they want people to understand how much they put into this new album, Dig Your Roots, and how special, for example, Holy is right. for them as right. a song. And I'm really happy to see that it's crossing over. It is a great song. It's one of those songs where as soon as you hear it, you sort of can't stop singing it. Yeah. And, um, you know, I mean, of course, they crossed over with Cruise, but this is a whole other side of them. You know, the whole concept is what made us who we are. And the Backstreet Boys was one of the guys that was their his first concert. It was one of the guys' first album. Oh, okay. I mean, they really have a connection with the Backstreet Boys. Right. They're really big fans. Just like with Nelly. When they got Nelly on cruise, they grew up, quote-unquote, listening to Nelly's music. Yeah. And these are all the things. Ziggy Marley's on the album, right. too. It's like all these things sort of, you know, mixed together made them. And I think they really wanted to show that on this record. And sure, I mean, I just, one of the specials that I just did for Labor Day was about, um... Country's Greatest Duets, Modern Country's Greatest Duets. And there was an awful lot of country pop crossover there, yes. uh, which we even see in Kenny Chesney's new single with yep. Pink. Um, oh, yeah, uh, L. King and mm-hmm. Demi Lovato. Um, sure. And all the you know uh, Florida Georgia Line, Backstreet Boys, even just talking about the Chainsmokers, there are just so many uh, instances where we keep coming back to, we always say blurred lines, but it, format lines just are, are so much less than what they used to be because everyone's grown up with iTunes and YouTube, and it's uh, the borders are just not what they used to be. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, it's it's hard to find anybody now that only listens to one type of music. So right. And then the um, the lead singer of Hot Shell Ray is now a solo country act. Right. He's on the same label as Florida Georgia Line, so it goes both ways. That's a good segue, Andrea, into Billboard Songs of the Summer. So uh, they're, they're up on Billboard.com. People can certainly see what they are. But I, I want to see how we did for uh, for for Songs of the Summer uh, predictions. When you were on here back at the beginning of the summer, I, I think we both pretty much thought that Can't Stop the Feeling, Justin Timberlake was going to be the number one song of the summer. It was number two behind Drake, One Dance, which we thought would do well. But... I don't know if it was just us. I, I think uh, some some general consensus is, wow, One Dance wound up being number one. Timberlake two. Uh, what's your take? Yeah, I mean, I was surprised when we made those predictions. It had not started. I don't think his huge run at number one. And what wasn't it number one for every chart of the the summer charts or something? Yeah, like it's that? one of the few songs that uh, that swept the summer. Mm-hmm. And I think that it was a combination of like those island sounds and maybe just the fact that. Drake had been sort of building up to that moment. You know, he had Hotline Bling, he came so close, and then One Dance became his first number one hit with him as a lead artist, which is hard to believe considering how many chart entries this guy has had. And that there was no uh, proper video like there was for Hotline Bling, which has become such a famous video now. That also kind of plays into, I think that, uh, not not trying to make it, uh, you know, how could possibly uh, Drake have been number one, but just trying to, to look at it with a song that didn't even have a proper video to be the number one song of the summer. That really says something about the strength of the song and obviously all the streaming records that uh, Drake has been breaking uh, since since Views came out. Yeah, and but even before Views came out, you know, he had put two number one albums out the previous year, and I think right. he's I think he was just very top of mind for people. People wanted to hear more from him, and or maybe people felt bad that Hotline Bling didn't go to number one, and they're like, the next one we're going to make number one. Yeah, that, that's what I think. I, I think people just would think that Hotline Bling was the bigger hit. It, it felt like it had that bigger uh, pop culture buzz, but huge hit of uh, One Dance. So we we weren't too off. We were barely. Barely missed it. Uh, mm-hmm. we, had, we had the top two. Mm-hmm. We just didn't have, I guess, the right order. <laughs> so that's pretty close. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually didn't mention on the podcast uh, Don't Let Me Down by the Chainsmokers, which mm-hmm. was number uh, three for the summer. And I, I think that was one that it was a little under my radar at the beginning of the summer. And I didn't realize how much uh, lasting power that was going to have and, and really how, how big they were going to continue to be. Yeah, I mean, because Dea had, was doing very well with her song, and then they had done well with Roses, and I guess I and I thought it was unusual that they came together, and I didn't realize. And I think it's one of those things where it was a song where, and and this is funny because even though I know who sings that song, every time it came on, I would think it was somebody else. <laughs> so I, I think that maybe it just it had that it it was it was that perfect sound. It was almost like the sound of 2016 in right. a way. The the feel, the vocal, it was just very of the moment, right. and I guess. And, but it was two new artists, so I think maybe it was fresh in that way. Right. Um, somehow we didn't uh, we didn't mention it at all, so sh- shame on us for this one. But uh, I guess we didn't fully see uh, "Cheap Thrills" by Sia coming to, to be such the hit it was going to be for the summer. It it started um, very low on our songs the summer chart, wound up at number four. Uh, I will give credit to uh, Joe Riccatelli of RCA Records. Uh, the VP GM of RCA, who did say, this was uh, even before we talked uh, earlier in the spring, that he thought it would be one of the biggest hits by the end of the summer. He he had to say that because he, he's in promotion. But he, he truly believed it, and 
he was sure right about that one. Yeah, I think that that, uh, that song was a little under my radar as well. But I remember um, in the middle of the summer, I, start, I used the hashtag Summer of Sia because it just kind of seemed like <laughs> this was, even though we thought her big breakthrough was maybe last year, it seemed like this was really the one. Her, again, her first number one record as yep. a lead artist, right? So that was, um, yeah, it was surprising. But, I mean, it, it's a great song. And it's just, you know, any song that you can shout along with is always going to be pretty pretty good. And, you know, if, if it had come out a little earlier, maybe uh, maybe that would have uh, had time to, to really challenge for number one uh, more for the summer but um i uh we'll talk about sia's new song when we uh, we do some uh, some hits that we think uh could be big for the fall we'll do that in, in just a couple minutes um another song that uh, we we really played up as a big hit turned out to be a big hit uh, but it's kind of funny when you look back now for the people involved uh number five for the summer is calvin harris featuring rihanna this is what you came for when you were on the podcast i remember you saying oh uh, the lyrics might be about Taylor Swift, and, and now that's that's two uh, Taylor Swift relationships ago at this point. <laughs> post Calvin and post uh, Hiddle Swift. Come on, how many uh, how many fake song titles about that breakup did we make up? <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean that's the thing when you think about that, and you're like, oh well, you know, Calvin Harris wrote it, and these the songs about this, but now we realize it was Taylor Swift writing about herself. Right, we interesting. Didn't, we didn't know that then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that was, uh, you know, that was definitely a moment in the summer that I think that we'll remember when we remember 2016, that whole so-called scandal, um, which is sort of, I think Calvin Harris spoke out about it the other day to GQ. He said, all hell broke loose. Right. And that's kind of what happened. But look at what it did to the song. I mean, it's, you know, I think it would have done well. But I think that the fact that everybody probably ran to their computer and started streaming that song to dissect the lyrics uh, really gave it a boost, right? It must have done great in streaming. It did very well. Yeah, it did well all around. And, and again, that's another song that just plays into the, to the sound, the, the pop EDM sound that uh, is just so of the moment right now in, in pop music. And it also had Rihanna on it, right. who you can't, you know, everything is, is like all kind of woven together. Like Sia writes songs for Rihanna and Rihanna's on this record and she's got her own hits and she ended up with a, a big one this summer as well that neither you and I had any concept of. <laughs> There's real uh, 1% element going on as well. <laughs> these, same, these same five people All right. <laughs> we keep mentioning. Um, so uh, so top, uh, if you break down by, by genres, um, One Dance was the top R&B song of the summer. Uh, Chainsmokers' Don't Let Me Down was the top dance song. Uh, Panda was the top rap song. Uh, Ride was number one for rock. And uh, Holy was top country. So uh, I, we did fairly well, right, picking some of these songs? I'm kind of, uh, I'm kind of proud of, of picking Ride as being a huge pop hit. Yeah. Because when I heard that, uh, you know, obviously they had done so well w- with the other single, but when, when I heard Ride, I was like, yeah, this really could be um, massive, and it did end up in the top ten, so. And we've said, too, uh, this is the year that the, the two breakouts for the two duos, Chainsmokers and 21 Pilots, mm-hmm. it's kind of become their year mm-hmm. for both. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. All right. Um, songs we missed. We, if we're going to uh, uh, pat ourselves on the back, we should say that, or I will say, I really thought One Republic, uh, wherever I go, was going to be a huge hit. It uh, peaked at number 55 on the Hot 100. Didn't didn't get to the top 10 on the adult pop songs chart, which is kind of uh, One Republic's home uh, format. I stand by it. I, I thought that was a really good song. I, I still do. I don't know. I just I think Kids is, is going to connect better. It's already doing pretty well. So uh, I think maybe that's that's the one. We'll see. Or it's the third single, because you mentioned last time they, they had this weird pattern where third singles uh, do do well for them. Well, what's interesting about this album is on One Republic's previous albums, they didn't really have any features. But this one, they've got Peter Gabriel, they've got Sandy Gold, they've got Cassius yeah. on it. So that's really interesting, and we'll see how that all... I really want to hear the, the song with Peter Gabriel. I'm a big Peter Gabriel fan, and I really like One Republic, so I want to see what those people come up with. Um, one song for country that I thought would be bigger, and we, we asked a lot of country programmers at the beginning of the summer, uh, Thomas Red Vacation. Uh, he's gotten to the top 20 at, at, at country, um, and he's had so many, a bunch of number ones in a row. I'm thinking part of that is that uh, if you really study the country charts, country songs can take months to become a hit. It's not even uncommon for a year. Uh, journey sometimes for, for a song to become a, a big hit at country. So maybe it's difficult to try to release a song for country radio to be a specific country summer hit because country is just on a really slow pace. It's very research-driven. It just works a little differently. Yeah, I mean, it's possible that that song came out at the wrong time. It didn't have enough time to build, but maybe it's because he had had this super hot streak and then it, you know, Vacation was, what, the fourth or fifth single from that record? Maybe the uh, maybe the, the gas ran out a little bit or maybe there were just better records around to play that were more exciting. I don't know. Or if you uh, put out a, a summer song at country, you have to do it in the winter, so it has time <laughs> to build. It I don't know. The only what, way to do when that. did Cruise come out? I don't remember. But uh... that was actually uh, a, a fall release. It oh, first went to number one at mm-hmm. country in, in December, and then Pop Radio picked it up, and it was a summer 2013. Yeah. Well, you know, Thomas Redd, he's a great artist, but he makes me feel really old because uh, I remember covering his dad, right. Red Aikens, back <laughs> when he was an artist, and now he's a, he's a songwriter more than anything. But I was just. It's sort of the same thing with um, Hillary Scott of Lady Antebellum. Yeah. You know, when I was covering country, her mom, Linda Davis, was number one on the charts singing with Reva McIntyre. So it's uh, it's kind of weird. <laughs> all right. We'll, we'll end on a downer. We all feel feel old okay. now about that. Well, maybe we should edit that part out. I don't know. <laughs> Let, let's let's say something that proves that like we're, we're really young and hip. Um, the Justin Bieber song. <laughs> I mean... I was really surprised that uh, some other outlets uh, said that Cold Water was the song of the summer. And that was one of those things that had come out just so recently. Right. But it had blown up so big. And I think it's a combination of Justin Bieber, Super Hot, Ed Sheeran co-wrote it. Right. Uh, and it sounds very much like an Ed Sheeran song. Sounds like Love Yourself very much. So that's the sound. And I could see why it was, uh, it was so big. But I really like Let Me Love You Better. Yeah, these two um, these two Bieber songs, I feel like they're both be big fall hits. And again, it's just kind of what we were saying before. It mixes 
mixes pop, it mixes EDM, it mixes one of those big pop names like uh, Rihanna on some of the other songs. Uh, Bieber is another one of those artists that you put them on a hit, and at this point, it's a pretty much automatic hit. Well, you know, another uh, other songs that are moving up the charts that sort of have that EDM flavor, um, which is Starving by Haley Steinfeld and Zed. Yeah. Uh, that collaboration, It's he's, of course, done so well when he's teamed up with young female pop vocalists from uh, The Girl from Paramore to... Um, uh, Selena. To Selena Gomez. Right. And now this one with Haley Steinfeld. Uh, but it, it's it's not like a full-on, full-out, four-of-the-four, whatever, EDM song, but right. it's got that flavor. Uh, just like um, Kung's versus Cooking on Three Burners. Yeah. This Girl, which is a great song, and it's funny, I was just talking to a colleague that we both really like this song, but we don't know anything about the artist right. at all. Well, it, it could be following uh, in the footsteps of, of Omi Cheerleader, these worldwide hits, going back to Gautier uh, mm-hmm. a few years ago. Some of these hits are starting worldwide, and it, it's not surprising that they're crossing over here because um, all you have to do is go online, and you can hear these songs. It's it's one big record store. It mm-hmm. uh, doesn't matter where you are in the right. world. Or the point. Flume record, you right. know, like that. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think I think this girl will continue to get big. I think Starving has a good chance. I think uh, Cool Girl by Tovlo it was a good return for her. Yeah, people it's after, were, it's yeah, people just were, just starting now. I really loved her debut album, Queen of the Clouds. That was fantastic, and uh, I think Cool Girl is is promises more interesting, edgy things from her, and uh, that's what we want from her. So that's cool. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll uh, officially do our, our fall preview here just before we, we close the book on summer. Um, favorite personal song of the summer, Andrew? Any, any, uh, what was your jam this summer? It was actually um, Can't Stop the Feeling because yeah. I never got tired of hearing it. And strangely, the, the song I'm going to say now has been around for a long time. But again, I'm still not tired of it. And it really got big over the summer, which is um, Brand New by Ben Rector. Right. I really love that song. And like I said, I'm never tired of it. And it came out quite some time ago, but it just really broke through. Uh, that that album was his sixth, but it was his first top ten record. Yeah. Now he's out on this big headlining tour. So, uh, yeah, I really like that song as well. A little bit like Sia, almost, in terms of uh, this whole long career. If you look back, you might not realize. You might think... Uh, He's a brand new artist, but right, he was a lot of singer songwriter, really um, low key kind of music he was putting out for five or six years before that. Mm-hmm. All right, my picks, if, if anyone cares, uh, two songs I'll, I'll pick for my favorites for the summer uh, The Rua, Without You. It's a, a sibling trio from England. They came up and played at Billboard. Uh, the trivia with them is they've been, uh, they were extras in the Harry Potter movies, uh, which is one of the least interesting things because if you listen to their music, I just think they're really talented. Great, great pop hooks. Really, really I agree. Good that, that was a good song. Um, and I actually was going to interview them, but for some reason I had to cancel it, so I didn't get a chance to meet them. Uh, but uh, I think the song is still, it's, it it's still, still has a chance. Yeah, still bubbling under mm-hmm. at, at adult uh, radio. Uh, the other song uh, that I really liked this summer was um, High Dive Heart Misfit. Um, it's actually interesting. It's a duo. Um, Nellie Joy is the female member of the duo. She used to be in the Jane Deere Girls. They had a top 10 uh, country album. And uh, Jason Reeves is uh, the male part of the duo, uh, Colby Calais, uh, uh, co-writer on a lot of songs. Yeah, I mean, their their career has been interesting because they keep on putting out all these singles. You know, it seems like they have a new single every week. Uh, Vintage was the first one I heard yeah, from them, and yeah. uh, I really liked it. And, the, yeah, the video from Misfit was very impactful. Very, If you haven't seen it, it, it shows a beautiful blonde girl holding up a series of signs telling her story and you come to realize that it was actually a boy who identified as a girl and um, 
her struggle to be accepted. And this, the lyrics of the song, of course, Misfit, really, um, really come together for that. And also, High Dive Hard is going on tour this fall with Colby Calais. Yes. What a surprise. So. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen them in, in concert. I'm, I'm actually excited to, to see them. So mm-hmm. check those out if, if you like pure pop. Those are uh, two songs that I really liked. Uh, fall preview, Andrea. We've talked about some of these hits that uh, we think will be big for the fall. We were talking about uh, the Kungs versus uh, Cooking on Three Burners. This girl... I think the uh, the Bieber, both Bieber songs are going to continue to be uh, big. I think Closer, Chainsmokers, uh, even though that's already been out and been a summer hit, I think that's going to stick around to the point where it, it probably is a contender for the unofficial uh, song of the fall. Really? Hmm. Well, I really like, um, this one is, is already in the chart, but I Hate You, I Love You by Nash featuring Olivia. Yeah. I really like that song, yeah. and I it's been around kind of bubbling under, and I, I think that can do well. We mentioned Rabel's 11 Blocks earlier. I, I think that can do well. Um, there's a song by um, a group called Joseph called White Flag, which I like. It's Right now it's a triple-A right. song, but I, I really like it. I don't know if it can cross over, but it, it's really good. Um, the new Gavin DeGraw song, which is uh, She Sets the City on Fire, yeah. super catchy. It is catchy. Doing really well, like right out of the box for him. Uh, and uh, so so that's cool. That's a good song, I mean, for adult pop anyway. And um, you mentioned before Sia's new song, which is the greatest, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sounds, it's, sounds like it's the greatest. Hit. No, sounds the title. Like, the title is the greatest, and the song is great. It'll give yeah. us some good headlines if it if, if it goes to number one. Right. Yeah. No, it sounds like another hit. It's it has some similarities to, to Cheap Thrills. Maybe not quite as reggae, but uh, hooks. There's hooks in that song. Yeah, absolutely. But I think that now that she has had Cheap Thrills, like that blew it wide open for her. So now she's got the brand. Right. So I think that any song she puts out after this is really going to do well and also because Maddie Ziegler's back to be in the video and I think that automatically is going to give her a lot of streaming and, and attention and, right mm-hmm. what one song maybe won't have enough momentum at this point but we, it, 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 it completely bears mentioning the songs that we think should have been bigger was uh, The Sound by the 1975 I, I, I think I think pop radio might have missed one with that one I agree I mean as the first time I heard that song I was like wow you know it, it's just so great and I was really surprised that it wasn't bigger I mean it might still have a chance I don't know yeah the new Lady Gaga single I like it uh, I don't love it. I think it's a little underwritten. I think I would have liked to have heard more lyrics, maybe a bridge. It just seems awfully repetitive when it comes to the chorus. But I like the fact that it kind of has this rock edge. The guy from Queens of the Stone Age apparently played guitar on it, which is, I didn't know that. That's pretty cool. What I really want to hear, though, is Lady Gaga's duet with Florence Welch from Florence and the Machine. Apparently, uh, they've recorded a duet And uh, Gaga recently said that uh, she thinks that Florence Welch is one of the greatest vocalists in the world. So that sounds like it would be pretty cool. But again, as far as Perfect Illusion, I like it, don't love it. Uh, Again, I I wish there was more there there. Ariana Grande with Nicki Minaj, you know, that is already a proven hit combination. They did Bang Bang together with Jessie J. I think Side to Side is a big potential hit because it's got that reggae groove that's so popular now. It's also Nicki and Ariana singing a very sexy song about sex. And the video is very, very provocative and sexy. And I think that um, this really could be one of the bigger singles from Dangerous Woman. You know what I think will we'll continue to, to build, and not not just because it has Beyonce on there, but uh, Coldplay, Him for the Weekend, feels like that's been doing a slow burn and, and isn't done yet. 
Yeah, I mean, Up is, like, I think right now getting more airplay, which is a really that's, good song. That's kind of the rock single. Yeah. Whereas him, yeah. Uh, For the Weekend, is, is the pop single. Yeah, I think you're right. It's another one of these songs that, like, we've really been aware of. I think we all thought that they were going to play it at the Super Bowl, and they didn't. Um, so now, with Beyonce being so hot, sure, absolutely. Um, I was really surprised that um, Close by Nick Jonas and Toe Lowe wasn't bigger. I thought that was a terrific song. Yeah. Um, but so now it's going to be interesting to see if Bacon... Right, ten can do better or as well as the stuff from his previous record. Um, I'll be watching that, and um, Andy Grammer's "Fresh Eyes" I think is going to be really, really big at, at Adult Pump and also AC. Yeah, just tough. because off to a good start. Yeah, just because he again he had that thing like Sia where he got it blown wide open with "Honey, I'm Good," and now it's just people want to hear more from him, right. and uh, it's it's a really good song. So, um, oh, and you also thought. Uh, Hell no, Ingrid Michaelson. Was, yeah. Which did turn out to, to be a pretty good-sized uh, adult hit. Yeah, I thought I really thought it would be bigger, though. You know, like, I thought it would be crossing over to pop and everything, because it was just, it's so catchy and it's so relatable, but, uh, like, female empowerment, but, you know. That's that's another theme for this year, songs uh, that just come out and say no. Megan Trainer, Ingrid <laughs> Michaelson. I'm, I'm, I'm sensing a message here from, <laughs> from, from, from female artists. <laughs> Um, what else is, is, is coming out uh, this uh, this fall? We don't know if there will be another Adele single yet or, or what it'll be. I keep uh, uh, thinking that Water Under the Bridge would be the, the great next single. I actually like the song that Ryan Tedder um, co-wrote on the record. I think it's called Remedy. Remedy. Yeah, I yeah. really that was one of my favorites from the record. Uh, AAA Adult Alternative Radio has played that. Oh, yeah? A, li- a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, just as an album cut. But Water, is... Under, Water Under the Bridge is a good one as yeah. well. Um we talked about whether or not Bruno Mars's album will really come out this year. Um, I had mentioned that I read a recent interview with his bass player that said that the album was very groove-oriented and that it would come out, quote-unquote, sometime this year. Well, if it's going to come out this year, it's a very well-kept secret. And uh, we were also talking about, will we hear something from Taylor right. this year? Because she sort of passed her schedule where every two years yeah. in, in August she would put out a new single, and then in October or November we'd get a new album. And there's been nothing so far, and but, you know... She's been a little bit busy. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we'll, we'll remember that she's still an artist uh, <laughs> beyond all, all the uh, the social right. <laughs> stuff that's been going on. Um, have you heard the new Sting song? Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really, I'm really excited about the fact that he is going back to rock. And I was surprised to hear how long it really has been since he put out a rock pop album. Because, you know, we had the lute music and we had the Christmas record and right. we had we had the last ship Broadway musical. And I think for a while he had a, um, a like writer's block. But uh, but yeah, that that song is good, and I'm excited to hear the rest of it. Yeah, it, it to me it's it has a lot of elements of police uh, music too, and it's got a great hook. I think this is one of his best songs in in years. Well, I went to see him over the summer with Peter Gabriel, which was an amazing show. I yeah. really really liked it, and he was dipping heavily into the police catalog. Yeah, I mean a lot. Uh, you know, almost all the police hits you could possibly imagine. He he performed. Um, not that he doesn't have his own solo hits, but you know, when when you think of the last time he had a really really big pop smash, Desert Rose, I think maybe that could was, have been uh, uh, sixteen years ago. Yeah, at this point. Yeah. So, uh, but you know, maybe he was in a rock mood because uh, because he he was going back and playing those those records. So yeah, I'm, I'm interested. He said that he made this record, this new record that's coming out, which is um, inspired by the street he has to cross every. Day to get to his studio, right? Um, yeah, fifty seventh and ninth. Or yeah, fifty seventh and ninth. I think that's what it is. Is he based in New York? Well, I think he's based all over the world. <laughs> I think he's got a house in every country. Yeah. I don't know, <laughs> but uh, he's stand, like, stand at the corner and yeah. see, if he, see if he comes by there in the morning. But I think that he, um, I think that he, he said that he put it together very, very quickly and sort of like spontaneously. So 
you know, if it's going to be raw and uh, unpolished, well, you know, that's great. All right. Uh, Ellie Goulding has a new song as well. That uh, It's from a soundtrack, so she does well with soundtrack songs. Maybe maybe that'll be uh, something to watch uh, for the summary. I, I feel like we've covered our bases for what could be the top songs for fall. I don't know. I'm going to I'm gonna go with Chainsmokers uh, closer. I think it's just going to have so much staying power. That could be the song of the fall. Or I could be completely wrong. Something could uh, could be the Gaga song that we'll hear, or something that uh, drops uh, totally by surprise, like Taylor. The way that's the the way so many people are. Uh, it's another theme of 2016. You never know when a new song might just come out while we've been taping this. For all we know, that's right. I mean, you know, Katy Katy Perry might be dropping a brand new record right, right now. The second we don't even know, but you know, I think we've covered ourselves pretty well. Where we say we might be completely wrong about all these songs, right? <laughs> it could even be a, a holiday song. It might be a Christmas song that, that comes out and, oh, speaking, and does really well early on. You know, speaking of that, Michael Bublé has a new album coming out right. this, uh, in October, and um, the first single is really interesting because. Because it's got a, a rap verse on it, right? It's got Black Thought from the Roots on it, and that's really a unique way for him to go. So we'll see how that does. Um, Everyone saw that coming. Yeah, <laughs> we were talking about uh, how genres don't matter anymore. That's maybe the best example: Michael Bublé and rap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, that, that's what keeps this fun, right, mm-hmm. Andrea? You never know. You, you, you hear a Michael Bublé song coming out, and you don't know it's going to be rap. So there's there's always something to, to cover. Uh, especially in what, in what you do with well, uh, interviewing artists. Well, you know, that's true because whatever they do, it certainly makes for a more interesting interview. It, it gives you something else to talk about, and I appreciate that. So artists keep on doing weird stuff, and, you know, it'll, you'll, you'll stay interesting. All right, so uh, follow Andrea on Twitter because you're, you're a fun follow. Andrea, what is, what is your, your Twitter Just handle? Just at Andrea Dresdale. All right, and, and uh, the interview series that you uh, book uh, guests for for ABC, you do a lot, a lot of the interviews. Those are going to keep coming through, um, through the fall? Yeah, it's called Live from the Couch, and it's a, um, a live video and music streaming interview thing where uh, we talk to artists, and then they play some of their songs acoustically. And like I said, it's a live streaming thing. Some of them are, are later... Um, archived and you can find them on abcnews.com and uh, yeah that's been that's been fun because you know what I get a lot I got offered I get offered a lot of artists that don't necessarily maybe work for what I do day to day but they're really great for this show so uh, so that's fun and yeah I don't do all the interviews I do some of them but um, but it's been uh, it's been pretty cool yeah all right well we'll have you back on again soon we'll, we'll get our latest uh, semester report card for our song predictions Thanks very much for having me. It's always a, a great, uh, always a great time. Baby, I get a little bit jealous, but how the hell can I help it when I'm thinking on you? Acast powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.